As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On tonight's episode of The Glue Guys, we're talking directly after Kyrie Irving's debut. We will dive into exactly... Everything we gleaned from Kyrie's first game this season with the Brooklyn Nets. A win. We're all hopped up on Kyrie. We're in a K-hole right now, Mike. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuysNetsDaily.com. The Athletic Get Yourself by the Paywall at TheAthletic.com slash Brian. Michael. Give the drop? You don't want to drop it? Oh, my drop thing didn't play. Oh, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, um, I'm not sure why it didn't play. It should have. Hey, mm. Brian, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Mike. We just watched that game together. That was fun on the Dirty Stream. Um, it it was a fun game for actually most of the game. It was a that was a actually true not nightmare. that fun. That was actually a really <laughs> that was a really boring game. But for the end, which is kind of usually how a normal Nets game goes. So I mean, the Nets are back. Truly, uh, the Nets are back. So uh, for the audience, we are recording this directly after the Pacers Nets game. Brian and I are going to do a fifteen minute wrap up, and then on this show, you're going to hear we were on Nets Kingdom's YouTube feed. They do post game shows all the time. After Nets games, we're gonna jump on that, and then we're gonna play that on the podcast. Yeah, our conversation with that crew. Uh, Big shot, but Brian. Yeah, this is gonna be tough. What are your takes? What are your takes, Mike? You got some takes? Uh, um, I haven't. I don't really have good takes yet. That's my problem. I'm, I'm worried about going on the stream and having lame takes. I need spicier takes. Well, so my fear was that the Nets were gonna lose this game in embarrassing fashion because for most of the game, for about a half, and then about a half of a quarter. So what is that? Is that five-eighths? Five-eighths of the game? Um, it was pretty ugly uh, for the Nets. And and you could tell the takes were rolling. Okay? The take mill was processing. Mm. You, you know, like... Hear, you could hear Skip Bayless clacking away on his typewriter. 
You know, like all the president's men when the newspapers are rolling out of the factory and it's, you know, we're going to find out that Richard Nixon's a bad guy. Uh, That was happening. The the newspaper factory was printing papers and we're about to find out that the Nets are bad with Kyrie Irving. And thankfully, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Bembry and Kyrie Irving saved us from that fate because the Nets pulled away with a victory. We see really the tone setters for that comeback was... As always, Patty Mills, and then sometimes Bembry and Nick Claxton. But, you know, and Kyrie picked up the steam that they were giving off from their coal coal steam engines. I don't know. Sure. But, yeah, yeah. But, they, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was a little bit of a crusty beginning for Kyrie. And um, it made me think, like, it's, it's funny to think, like, how, like, the margin of error for Kyrie to be playing bad is so razor thin for me at the moment, you know, and it's all, you know, it's just prejudice. It's just pure prejudice that's, that I'm trying to work through, you know, um, but, like, when he doesn't play well or if he's, like, there's, no, like, his opportunities to be, like, I'm just gassed. I'm not feeling it tonight or, like, zero. No sympathy for that at all just based on <laughs> you have no sympathy because of what we've all had to go through because he's missed half him. the season sort of so in my opinion somewhat voluntarily so that's that's sort of what i'm working through but like watching it was beautiful obviously and it's amazing to have him back yes. and he like kind of picked up midway through the game that the way to actually um do this on this team this year for whatever reason is the mid-range jumper uh so like that that kind of that fits well neatly. the only so this is the only net starter who made a three was Kevin Durant. He made two of them. The rest of them went 0 for 8 from three. That means Harden, Kyrie Irving, and David Duke Jr. Wow. getting the start. And then David Duke didn't really play in the second Where'd half. Where'd you get a box score? You got a box score? Um, I'm looking they at gave the box you score. They, they faxed it to me after the game. <laughs> I don't know. Kyrie Irving deserves credit because he hit a lot of big buckets at the end of that fourth. Like getting in that stretch. Big time. Where the yeah. Nets were getting the lead and then pulling away in the fourth quarter. Kyrie was going to the bucket. And he was doing the thing that the team was missing, right? Like, he did do a lot of mid-range, but because Harden was recovering from his hamstring, and Durant's really just not a guy who goes to the bucket because he's a mid-range maestro, Yeah, Kyrie was doing the thing that you've talked about many, many times. The Nets needed someone who could penetrate and get to the hole and put up a shot near the basket, and he did that consistently near the end on Sabonis, and on other players on the Pacers. I mean, frankly, this Pacers team, I'm going to look at who the guards were that got the most minutes for the Pacers. D. Washington Jr., K. Sykes got 40 minutes. Lance Stevenson, I I can't even say hilariously because he earned it, 30-point game for Lance, 12 for 19 from the field. Lance was like, you know, it was a joke early on in the game that the fact that this was Lance Stevenson's homecoming again to Indiana because they had just signed him to a 10-day contract. And it was his debut, in a way, with the team that was outshining Kyrie. But at the end, like, Kyrie had a direct impact on this game. Kevin Durant was phenomenal. 39 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. James Harden was like kind of like that uneven James Harden game where everything came from the line, from his points. He made some like kind of like silly plays, like the play where he fouled Sabonis because the Nets kept giving up offensive rebounds to the Pacers. I mean, he just pushed Sabonis at the end of the game. being on Sabonis the entire game I mean, <laughs> is, is it a, a hilarious thing. A hilarious task. But this is, you know, it's, we've talked about Harden's only real calling on the defensive end is the post-defense. It's a, it's a tough guard, and, and Sabonis had a fat line, I expect. Yeah, Sabonis <laughs> with 32 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, yeah. 
10 of 14 from the field, 11 for 13 from the free throw line. Perfect. Perfect job, I, James. Honestly, <laughs> no. honestly, I know a lot of people have gotten on uh, Steve Nash's coaching. I felt like it was a good decision because ultimately, like, it, it, besides Lance Stevenson, it was basically Sabonis was the only guy for the Pacers who did anything. Also because he's the only good player besides Miles Turner on the team at this point because of COVID. Um, a big, big, bold takeaway, Bry, with Kyrie Irving is that the team's better with Kyrie Irving. And I think we should be thankful as Nets followers and Nets fans that the team didn't lose because, as I discussed, it would have been an onslaught of Kyrie Irving takes just on first take, on yeah. ESPN overall, on Fox Sports 1, on every basketball. Bill Simmons would have had some infuriating Nets Kyrie Irving take that the Nets are better without Kyrie and they should try to trade him for anything but having Kyrie on the team. He made a difference in the game and personal feelings aside about vaccines or whatever we want to discuss. He made a huge impact on the game and I'm, I'm happy to watch him play basketball. I think I can, but here's the thing. And this is where like, you know, in the post game interview with Grady, it just comes rushing back, which is like the next time you play not the next game but the next time you play <laughs> is on monday meanwhile we're playing the bucks at home on friday where you could be, you might <laughs> it would be cool if you played uh but you're not so there's still we've kicked the can down the road we'll t- i'm sure we'll talk about this a whole bunch the, the team the team that Giannis slid under you yeah you're and, and cheap shotted you while you were in the air somewhat you- voluntarily missing your revenge game here you're you're just gonna you're just going to miss it, maybe. Well, I don't want to make too much of this, but there's a moment at the end of the game, the Nets win. Kyrie Irving is going over to do the interview post game with Michael Grady on the Yes Network. The camera's following him. The Yes cameras are following him, so we can see him do it. And he goes, and his dad's there courtside. He goes to hug his dad. And I'm sure it is emotional for Kyrie. And his dad pushes him away. He says, no hugs. <laughs> no, no hugs, son. Not for you. No, no. no. That didn't but, happen. It was like this moment of like, it's the picture of adversity, like someone overcoming adversity, like, oh, Kyrie, you've been out for so long. But the adversity was completely self-inflicted. You've seen that meme of like, it's a close-up of like a boot on like a kid's head. And then it like zooms out and it's a kid with a boot on his hand that's pushing it onto his own head. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's sort of that. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's such a weird psychological gymnastics that we have to go through. The fact that. Yes, I for Kyrie emotionally must felt like he's overcome something, but really all he did was just stand his ground and realize that his talent was going to overtake whatever corporate organizational structure. And he gave a shout out to the Nets organization yeah. in the post game, which was delicious. It, that he was like it said from something. top to bottom, yeah. the yeah. Nets organization, we deserve this. And yeah. it's like, well, I don't know how you really feel, but I mean, he's. You, I mean, there's an interest in his. And I have to imagine in his worldview, he's actually probably pretty appreciative that they didn't freak out. A lot of other franchises would have lost their ever loving minds. And, you know, the Nets, for better or worse, are pretty player friendly, to say it lightly. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Completely yeah. player, completely player run. Completely. And he's stoked about that. So, you know, shout out to, to the it, org. The, the Nets are the, <laughs> the, the Nets are the, ed- the Department of Education and, Kyrie's Betsy DeVos and yeah. they're trying to push charter schools, right? Like, like it's yeah. really, it's really like the lobbyists have taken over. Right. Uh, there you go. The department. 
Nice. Um, I, th- I thought you were about so, to say The Departed. We just we just it, stopped, we were just talking about The Departed. Shout out to The Departed. Dignum. And you bring this up. So this Buck, Bucks game is Friday, and then it's uh, San Antonio Spurs on Sunday, uh, a noon tip on Sunday, and then the Nets have to fly out to Portland to play a game on Monday at 10 p.m. Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Kyrie will be in on that in that Portland game, and then at Chicago. Um, can I say one funny thing? Was one better of the be, ways better be funny. It, <laughs> I guess it actually isn't that funny. But one of the ways that the Nets have sold this Kyrie return, mm-hmm. right, is that it would alleviate the minutes distribution for Kevin Durant and James Harden. Kevin Durant played forty-one minutes, and James Harden yeah. played forty. And it and it's like. I don't care. Like I don't care the the Nets like you know gave into Kyrie and that you know it, the whatever excuse they have. We know the real excuse is just that they want to be a better team. But the the minutes thing, the second Kyrie plays, Kevin Durant basically plays the entire basketball game. Yeah, and James Harden like him too. We also have this weird thing where we pretend to not. We were talking about this. Shout out to to the Discord. Shout out to the Dirty Stream on on the streamer. Uh, Matt Parker was like, we're pretending to not want to win these regular season games. Meanwhile, playing huge minutes for our <laughs> star players. Like it's uh it's a bit of a meme. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what, what to make of it. Uh, and I'm sure it'll persist. I mean, that's, this has just been Nash's MO. Like he's like a player's coach. And if the players want to grind their own bones into dust, he's here for it. <laughs> you know, that's the deal. Part of our, uh, our player friendliness. It's an extension of that. I, I, I think overall it's a, Beyond it actually literally being a win for the Nets, Kyrie's return couldn't have gone better for like the way Kyrie played. He looked good. He didn't have a three-point shot in this game. I mean, he took two of them. He didn't make any of them. But he got to the basket. He hit his mid-range. He was smooth. He was impactful in the moment of the game when they really needed him to be impactful. He provided the boost when no other player outside Harden and Durant really had anything going. Like Patty Mills came alive a little bit. Uh, Bembry five for five from the field. Bembry making some really key defensive plays um, at the end there. This is what you want. Hey, you played a bad Indiana Pacers team that was wrecked by COVID. They had no guards, and they got the W. They staved off embarrassment. Now the Nets have a day off and go home, and then they play the Bucks on Friday in a game that Kyrie Irving. We'll have to watch at his on the scoreboard of his flag football stadium. He could come on the stream, Kyer. If you're listening, come come hang out on the stream. Pop in the Discord. <laughs> Me and Mike will be watching with you. Um, before we go on to Nets Kingdom and get that part of the show rolling, can I ask you about David Duke starting? <laughs> That's that really <laughs> stuck in your in your craw. What's your craw? happening? I mean, I love David Duke. Everyone knows, like, David Duke Jr. is a fantastic prospect. I'm glad the Nets found him and are fostering that. Like, I think he has real talent. But he, in a game, this is so Steve Nash, in a game when Kyrie makes his return, he's like, I'm also just going to throw David Duke Jr. out there. But, like, totally mix it up. Uh, What did you make of DDJ's 18 minutes? He was 0 for 2 from the field. (laughs) It's very, um, I just can't, like, I just... I would want to be there. I, w- I wanted to be, would have wanted to be there for Nash, like telling everybody, like, guys, I had this idea and go <laughs> and go with me here because it's just a funny thing to do. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Um, I think it's maybe 
just a nod to the fact that like I don't care who's back or what, we're never ever going to have a normal rotation on this team. I don't care what who's back for how long you can play here for ten years, and you're not getting a normal rotation. You don't ever know when your minutes are coming and when you're getting called up. Um, Kyrie Irving re- return game or not? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but it's very Nashian. So we've had the Kyrie Irving return. There was a lot of hype. The Nets got the the Nets on Yes Crew had the post game interview with him. I think it was probably the longest one of the year because they wanted to get a bunch of questions in, which I'm thankful for. Um, here's what this team is right now. So Kevin Durant had the 39 points. He was phenomenal. James Harden had a very James Harden-ish game, like at, pretty average for him, not exceptional, but average. Kyrie provided the boost. The Marcus Aldridge and Patty Mills and Bembry all made plays. Bruce Brown did not play. Blake Griffin played but looked and was embarrassed. I mean, he wasn't good. He had a really embarrassing couple of minutes um my last piece of the puzzle here is the joe harris the joe harris piece of the puzzle and as brian is dusting off his beard i I just had a giant fluff in my beard this entire time you didn't tell me dear god (laughs) i I thought it was like a balding spot (laughs) (laughs) i thought you're like balding in your face damn it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um i i almost more than Kyrie irving i think this team needs joe harris back because there's just it's like weird the the lack of shooting lineups that they'll run out sometimes when they have literally the greatest shooting big men of all time in Kevin Durant and James Harden who's like not the best shooting guard but a pretty dynamic step back three shooter and like hasn't it hasn't been that good this they need Joe Harris it's really interesting that James Harden I mean we I don't know that we've talked enough about how like uh, unique he is and just like he has his like shots like the james harden like repertoire of like three or four it's the step back three his like weird i've just got this like one step on a larger defender dribble drive thing that ends in like a pretty like kind of weird flip up body to body shot and then like not much anything in between there's not a whole lot of creativity happening with james harden he's like these are my efficiency weapons like maury and i <laughs> like went off into the into our shaolin temple and we came back with these unstoppable moves and they're not they're being a little inconsistent but like you know last week when they were kicking ass they were kicking ass so it's and now that he kind of continues to be up and down with it it's just it's very strange yeah it's the street fighter it's the guy who just yeah, does he's spamming like, he's spamming yeah. the like sw- leg sweep yeah <laughs> that's Mortal all Kombat. you do and you like yeah. you kind of just like sit in the corner <laughs> yeah. and you shoot that move out constantly yeah. like you're like an angry turtle yeah. and and no one can really attack you i mean like if everyone could actually figure out how to throw a fireball yeah could maybe do something you get but if you approach the kicker right there's you have no shot right he's got that all. and then like the flying jump kick and he's just doing those two <laughs> things over and over um last thoughts how do you feel about how did you just give me your feelings of seeing Kyrie Irving play basketball it was great none of the the bullshit none of the bullshit was okay so my honest honest thing was like I I was like I'm glad that that everything happened the way that it did I was really not looking forward to a lengthy like coming back like if there was any kind of like he needs to get some more reps in to get his rhythm back, like I was really gonna hate any storyline like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad that that didn't happen, uh, and that or like it did kind of happen, but it was all in just one game. He just got it all out in one game. And yeah. Hopefully that's the the last of it. Um, but other than that, it's like kind of classic Kyrie Irving. You know, there's no no reason to suspect that he's got any um, 
he's he's anything other than what we what we would have expected. So, and for that, I'm quite happy. But again, we've kicked this whole thing down the road. We still have all of these lingering macro issues, contractually, all this other crap. So it's like it's never going to go away. But um, until one of these things get resolved. So that's just lingering there, and I don't know what to do with that feeling. But yeah, again, like the image of him hugging his dad and, and it feeling like a scene that you see of overcoming something, but really, again, it's his own self creation. It's a hard thing to grapple with. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I saw exactly what I needed to see out of Kyrie. I completely agree with you. If there was some ramp up period of a month, I would have been throwing up every day. Yeah. Of like disgust of this ramp. I don't need ramping. I need to see basketball. At this point, um, I, I love that Kevin Durant and Harden played a bunch of minutes, which means that the Nets' excuse really doesn't matter. They just wanted Kyrie Irving back. Uh, they could have just said, hey, we, we realize we need Kyrie Irving, and we hope he gets the shot, but he probably won't. I don't think it's going to make him get the shot. Um, the, <laughs> the team saved itself by winning this game because if they had lost this game, it really would have opened them up to even – Having it was a three-game losing streak going into this one, they looked bad against against Memphis. Um, they didn't lead that game at all in the loss against Memphis. Um, it was getting pretty wonky against the Pacers, a really bad Pacers team right now, and they got the dub Friday night. Milwaukee Bucks. Now, if they lose against Milwaukee, almost doesn't matter, does it? Because losing at well, home against Milwaukee is. Now they have the, the built-in fear. excuse of like, hey, they don't know their full team. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like sort of, <laughs> if we're looking at it as a precursor for a narrative that will be, that's just a few months off on the horizon, playing Milwaukee, game seven at home. Well, some news, and and obviously I hope everyone's okay, but Giannis has an illness that isn't COVID. So he's out right now. So who knows if, I mean, who I we don't have any clue. Mike Boonholzer is out because of health and safety protocols. Yeah. Um, okay. Grayson for, Allen for and symbolic, I'm just saying for symbolic reasons, Mike. Don't you know? Don't no, scrutinize it that, too hard. Okay. Because basically, why I'm saying that is I don't give the Nets much of a chance against a full, like the way the Nets are playing right now. They're not playing with a ton of energy, and I think some of that can be attributed to the fact that they were the entire team had COVID whether they were asymptomatic or slightly symptomatic or more than slightly symptomatic. The entire team had COVID. So they took a week off of basketball, which, yeah, I guess you can heal, like you can, your body relaxes to some degree, but it does get you out of rhythm at the very least. And they look good when they came back in that first game. You're saying your body relaxes when you have COVID? Is that what you? No, when when you don't play. Oh. Like they didn't play for a week, yeah. you know, and they, they beat the Lakers and they beat a bad Clippers team, right. but then they've looked bad since... And then they lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Grizzlies. Yes. Well, I'm just was, saying the team, it's not like this team hasn't gone through some turbulence over the past few weeks. True. Big true. Um, but I, Kyrie Irving, you know, it's, it's what are we? We enjoy basketball and we appreciate seeing it. And, and I hope he gets vaccinated. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, let's do this. Take a break. T- quick break. Go Coming on. back. This will be our conversation on Nets Kingdom. I love uh, it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Talk about basketball. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. 
Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up? Oh, oh yes. Welcome. Oh, look at that background. Ooh. Am I live? Welcome. I can't see myself. Am I going? There, there he is. Go. There we got him. We got him, man. What's up? You're frozen, Brian. You are frozen. Okay, I've been, frozen. been trying to get fancy with my background. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you not like Mike, bro. Mike, Mike got the got everything together. He got the big three looking right in the background. Oh, bro. damn it. The funny thing is that Brian's the one who's never who got made me get this one up green screen. Yeah. Oh, so you got the green screen. I was going to say, I was. I didn't want to be that, like, I was like looking at on Amazon. I'm like, do I want to be that nerd yet that gets the green screen? Like, I'm thinking I might do it. I might do it. But hey, it's, oh, Brian will be back. But I mean, hey, welcome, Mike, to the oh, Nets Kingdom, bro. So blessed to be here. Come on. Come on. Yes. No, so I, we, I, I, go for it, AJ. Go yeah, yeah it. I was going to say. So, so we, we started off kind of bad. I know y'all sing the game. We started off terrible, terrible first half. Yeah. Y'all saw the, what the big three did in the second half. Just give me your points, Mike. Uh, we'll, we'll get Brian after this, but we'll give your points of the game, like your highlights uh, of the game. Yeah, I had like real anxiety during the game that if Kyrie's return game, if they had lost to this horrible Pacers team, we would not hear the end of it on oh. ESPN. Fox. It would have been <laughs> awful. Bro, Stephen A was, was rubbing his hands like this. He was like, <laughs> they're about to lose. All the Kyrie, like people that come at Kyrie, like, he would have been pleading for Kevin Durant to ask to get traded again. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was dreading that. And then, you know, the, the, the Nets did what they actually did when Kyrie Harden and Durant played together last year, which is like kind of underwhelming first half sometimes, but then they pull it together. Brian, yeah. you look good. I'm back. Do I look yeah, good? You're back, baby. Yeah, you're back now. You're good now. Okay. You're good now. You're good. Sick. What's up, fellas? Love you, OJ Mayo Films. Come on. Yeah, we were just oh. talking about, Brian, how you feel about the game, your thoughts about the game tonight. Oh, it was, I mean, uh, it was a journey. It was great, ultimately. It was really cinematic. Like, it was like, oh, oh, God, no. It's going to be like a whole, we have to wait for Kyrie to, like, get his reps back yeah. and, like, get into rhythm. And then, like, we just kind of fast-forwarded through that whole awful narrative so we don't have to do that anymore. And now he's back to being good and fine and normal. So, like, I'm so happy that we don't have to do two weeks or whatever of like, are they going to get back to what they, and like, is he going to be okay again? So I'm, I'm thrilled, thrilled by that part of it, but it was great. Yeah. I mean, like, the big part of the game that like we were just talking about this about um, Nash is starting lineup. So Nash started, uh, if you guys didn't watch, well, people in the chat, if you didn't watch the game, he started the big three DDJ, the rookie and Claxton. <laughs> so a lot of flack out on Nash tonight because again, the rotations were very sus. The rotations were very sus. And then in the second half, he in the first half, it was an eight-man rotation. He kept it very, like, short rotation. 
in the second half, he opened it up. We saw Bembry get injected into the lineup. And yeah. Once Bembry got in, it was like you've seen the stats, plus 26, amazing defense, cutting off passing lanes, yeah. you know, in the fourth quarter. So Nash kind of got that flack. I know Ness Twitter is going crazy on Nash right now. So <laughs> yeah. why do you why do you think he did DDJ over over Bembry? Like I just like I just like I can't think of like why he did it. Is it just because he thought like David Duke would have more like nervous guy energy and like for that reason like <laughs> like get Kyrie more into it? Or I don't know. Yeah. You were that question literally was just asked before we got on, and we're trying to like. I think somebody said, Were we try was like Nash to the point where he can do like uh, where he's doing some like uh, Phil Jackson mind games? Yeah, reverse yeah. Psychology. yeah. Like, is it reverse psychology? Like, I'm gonna fetch you, fool. Yeah. And you will come back in, you know what I'm saying? And maybe it got Bembry like because Bembry came off the bench like smoking, like he was like, Yo, like, yeah, I think we went on like a 7 0 run as soon as he came in. I'm like, Bro. Yeah, they should, like, have done, it, yeah. they should have started Cam Thomas over Kyrie. That would have really fired up. <laughs> oh, here we go. Don't let the chat get started, bro. The chat yeah. about the well, convention. We were debating bro. for, I mean, up until they announced the, you know, like you just didn't know. Like, is Kyrie in the lineup? Is he going to come off the bench? How many minutes is he going to get? Like, you just didn't know, like, what Nash was going to do. And I think we we're all very surprised when we saw, when I saw DDJ in there, I was like, okay, I was surprised. Like, I was remember. Happy. I, I was con- I was I wasn't unhappy, but I wasn't happy either because to me it was like we're on this like three game losing streak. We talked about a possible another trap game where we're like, oh no. And then I just started thinking about how big they, you know, the Pacers are, and I'm like, we're still gonna struggle there. Even with Claxton, right? Like Claxton's emerging, but the rebounds are still not there and he's hit or miss sometimes. And it's like I was a little nervous. And then when I saw DDJ, I'm like like this is pretty small. We're fast, but we're small. Like, I was happy until the game started, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. This is a good idea." But the Pacers, we saw the Pacers go zone in that first, like the first quarter. They went zone, and then we kind of looked good. Like the spacing looked kind of good at first. Yeah. Oh yeah. That really and, helped and, us. Yeah. <laughs> that really. I was like surprised. The, the zone. <clears throat> I know Rick Carlisle is a basketball genius and like way smarter than me, but it kind of made it easy for Kyrie and Harden and Durant to kind of play together because it just became. Hey, let's just kind of move the ball a little bit and find the open guy. Yeah, they, it was like swing, swing, swing. They swing, did us a favor right by playing that way. Like it was just like they respected Kyrie right off the bat. It's like they're like, oh, we got to space these guys out. And it was, yeah, great. You got to be a smart yeah. coach because it's like I'm not playing the big three man to man. So he went zone and it kind of worked. And then uh, we didn't, we couldn't call Lance Stevenson turning into a prime MJ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that was. I weird. think he broke a record tonight. Yeah. Like what they say he was like the one of the first NBA players or something like that to score twenty and something minutes. Like it was, it was unbelievable. That first truly Lance give, Stevenson. Do you give Lance a, a roster spot for the Nets? Are, are we doing that? <laughs> I want to bring it back home. Don't, don't ask me that, bro, because I want to bring it back home. Yeah. I want to bring Lance Bo- back home. Boogie just got cut, Mike. Are you excited by that? Yeah, but yeah. bring Boogie in, bring Lance in, but yeah, then you have to get Boogie. rid of Javon yeah, Carter. Somebody. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like the yeah. two to go first would be Carter and Millsap, in my opinion. But I know some people like Millsap, but I'm just not – I don't know. I'm not. I'm not there like – well, we just haven't seen it. What's to like about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense. Yeah, like, he hasn't really. <laughs> I like the idea of Paul Millsap. Yeah. Right, and I've been talking about Paul Millsap for like two years. two years ago. Give me some Paul Millsap. I just feel yeah. like we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> it's this oh, game was all about it was all about Kyrie. It was about Bembry too at the end, as he said, yeah. and you know I'm excited for Joe Harris's come whenever he comes Ooh, back. Hopefully, like yeah. in two ish weeks because the the ddj starting spot is going to go back to joe the team is still mm. going to be 
a little small and not that good defensively as a starting unit, but they need that floor, sp- that pure shooter, that pure floor spacer. Patty's like phenomenal, but sometimes Patty, one, he's way, like way smarter than Joe, and also he has horrible games sometimes. Sometimes he's like over, over seven from three, right? Yeah. So they they really need to get Joe back in there. Does, is DD, is DDG like the actual scarecrow of Joe Johnson? Is that the reason why he's in there? Like we got to get like our like rotations in, and like let's just like have this guy. <laughs> I mean, it's a- yo, I'm trying to figure out like what was that. I don't- I know what I thought it was because, like, you know how last game we wanted the rookies to play? I think, like, somebody pressed Nash, like, in the DMs or, like, yo, yeah. come to your house and we don't play these rookies or something. And he was just like, yeah. I got to play a rookie. Yeah. It, just, that's a, it seemed like a panic move because he's like, I, I got to play a rookie. And, and it's, funny, DJ there, like, it's yeah. funny, too, that it happened because yesterday we were I was in a spaces where uh, Jamal Crawford pulled up, right? And uh, he just started talking about some general things. And like one of the conver- one of the questions I asked him was like, hey, how much how much were the vets like really pressuring the, you know, the coach to play some of these rookies, right? Like they're, they're practicing with them. They see what they're doing. They see the energy. Like how much are they really saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah put this guy in. And I'm just like to see him DDJ in their necks. I'm like wondering like who whose input was that? Right. Was that just like right yeah, off Nash's point. head? Who was that? Like, just a gonna, weird, it was a weird random. It was a very, Cause you yeah. weren't expecting it. You weren't expecting it. I mean, like I said, I was happy until like the game started. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe this well, wasn't the right. Someone in the chat said it's like he is a good rebounder for a smaller, like he's not too small, but you know, a smaller player. He is a good rebounder. They needed the rebounding. There, they tried. What was it, Lamarcus and Nick Claxton together like two games ago? Yeah, the Sixers um, game. And that's just like a that's like a tough thing because they both occupy the same space. Obviously, Lamarcus can hit the jumper and be out there where Nick Claxton could be near the hoop. But then you still have two big men basically in the lane blocking things up for guards yeah. uh, like Harden and Kyrie in this game driving the hole so I it was, don't know it, it, it was weird it was just like a weird kind of move and I, I like I said before we're not we're not saying Nash is trash and all that but he still has work to do y'all he has like I said the second year he's we just gotta just deal with the pain sometimes deal with there's the something to be said to having your 16th starting lineup in 30 some odd games <laughs> there, there's there's something to be discussed there like i get the reasoning for some of the different lineups but we're talking 30 like half the games we played this year i've had a different starting lineup which is kind of crazy to think yeah but a lot of that's also just like the personnel situation that he's been dealt is just like it's chaotic so uh, you know in a lot of ways i think he's kind of perfect for just like this moment because he's just like dealing with mostly like in and out personnel decisions but like that window of him like being a good coach for other reasons like x's and o reasons is pretty pretty short because you know if next season like you know, God willing, all this stuff is figured out and like Kyrie's playing a full season and whatever. Like if we're still doing like weird starting rotation things with David Duke or whatever the thing, whatever new dumb thing he comes up with, like that's just going to be, <laughs> that's just going to be frustrating. And, yeah, and like, yeah. and the experiment. Yeah. He puts on his lab coat. <laughs> yeah. He puts on his lab coat and wants to experiment all the time. Nice. Come on though, like for real, like the, I'm tired of hearing we're trying shit out. Excuse my language. But the one thing I'm tired of hearing is we're trying things out. And I get it. Like I understand the, the reasoning for some things, but. I'm just I'm over the trying out. Like yeah. I want to I want what works. I mean now that Kyrie's back, it's like the personnel's sort of ostensibly back, 
but for Joe Harris. And like now it should be the time where you're kind of shoring up that rotation for most other guys. But, I, you know, maybe Nash just never wants to be that way. And it's like he wants his I, ideal system is one of like total fluidity. And that's how he wants to manage this thing and manage everyone's expectations. Like there's I mean, you can make an argument for that. I haven't seen that like done before, but um, it'd be a cool. I mean, it's a cool thought. I don't know if you can do it, I guess, is the fear. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we're, we're going nice on Nash. If you go on yeah. spaces and Twitter right now, they're going you really what they're talking about. What's the what's the big beef? Like what's the main yeah in one spaces in one spaces they're very, very kind to Nash, right? And they bring out all the they bring out like a like a like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. In one space. How would you handle it? And then the other one is like just all over like no Nash, you gotta go, you suck. Like it's yeah, there's two different worlds in um in the Nash world, like okay. there's not too many people in the middle. You're either defending so him or you for hate the, him. For the people that are critical, like what's the main? It's like the rotation, the beef, or just like a lack of, like now our offense is like average where it used to be historically good. Like what's the? I think it's just yeah. some of the inconsistencies with the rotation. That's why they're 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 angry. Yeah. You know, like last game, not he just got to like I guess read the room. You know, what I'm saying like if inject somebody with energy when the, when you're down bad or change it up when something goes wrong. You know, I think the Nets Nation is just frustrated, like, yeah. with his decision-making okay. at times. You know? I think reluctance to bring in some of the rookies, especially during the game. Um, yeah. Granted, they were forced to. I, I know that. But then it's like everybody screaming, play probably a rookie, play a rookie. And then we he plays DDJ, and then everybody's like, Nash, that was a horrible decision. <laughs> yeah, right? He plays a rookie. And I, do like, get, I do get it, right? Like, yeah. there is that balance. But. Yeah, I just think he's, like, a necessary politician for, like, this phase of our – you know, player run organization effectively. Um, and then like, as soon as if like, we don't win a championship this season and he's at the helm and like the player run organization has like some real turbulence, like we're going to need to have a real hard look at, at the Nash situation it's, for it's sure. Really Greg Popovich yeah. comes to the rescue. Yeah. There you go. You've been saying I mean, that for Mike, I mean, Mike, it, it used to, are you, are you a pro Nash or are you like middle ground Nash. or you are a hundred percent pro Nash? Hugely. Because there's not a single coach in the in the NBA who could have handled the politics, as Brian brought up, of Kyrie's situation so beautifully. Like I, I talked to, we had on Mo DeKeel on our pod, and Mo used to be a video coordinator for the Clippers and Spurs. So like he he has, also used to coach with Team Australia, so he knows Patty Mills. And so he was saying, um, I was like, I brought up Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is thought of as like this coach, this the guy he is like the best in the locker room. He's such a leader. He's so smart. He he really has a great touch with guys. But the situation that happened with the 76ers and Ben Simmons really kind of started with Doc saying something, b- blaming, kind of throwing Ben Simmons under the bus. And that situation has just been bad, right? That's yeah. been bad for the locker yeah. room and all this stuff. They've had the, the thing where, like, the video of Ben Simmons having a cell phone in his sweatpants as he's at practice. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> the first day back yeah, is already, you know, whatever. So, like, Nash has navigated this crazy uh, vaccinated, unvaccinated Kyrie Irving thing, managing the personalities of like Durant and Harden probably at the time were like, why are we, why are we, why is Kyrie not playing? Like yeah. for them, they're like, we don't care about the politics of vaccinations or not. Like all they cared about was like winning basketball games as that's because they're basketball, but, like that they should. Um, and so Nash hit, like you didn't hear a, a, a second of like dissension in from inside the locker room coming out of reports from Shams or Woj, right? And I think that's Nash. That's Nash's impact of saying, 
like keeping the temperature down. And to me, that's the most important thing when your team is this talented is to have that. And when Joe Harris comes back, the rotation is going to fall into place pretty easily, right? Like yeah. it'll be the big three for road games, uh, Joe Harris and either Nick Claxton or Aldridge. <laughs> and then the bench is going to be like Patty Mills, Bembry, either Nick Claxton or Aldridge, depending James Johnson. And that's basically the rotation at that point. Yeah. So like yeah. all this, the, like Nash makes weird rotational decisions yeah. But in the end, like I'd rather have the guy who makes kind of weird rotational decisions but can really handle personalities than Lionel Hollins. Like yeah. I don't want <laughs> okay. I don't want grumpy yeah, Lionel right. yelling yeah, at yeah, Sometimes yeah. the X and O coach, yeah, sometimes the X and O coach yeah. doesn't have those player though people skills. Like Nash does have like people skills. He doesn't have well like skills. they gotta say that not that Kenny was X's and O's guy, but like Kenny was such a hard chart Kenny Atkinson was just such a hard charging coach. Like he's all about development, working hard, and that like unfortunately, as much as we love Kenny Axe, and that that didn't mesh with Durant, you know, what, yeah. and, he and didn't coach hard, but we, Durant, we Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think Kenny should get another job. Like I, I don't understand why like young teams aren't trying to hire Kenny Atkinson because he's the best young team coach in the NBA. But yeah, like I think Nash is doing. He's doing the right job. He's not doing the best job. He's just doing the right job for this team. Um, but yeah, but we if, were just if talking about the second round, they should fire him. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I did say earlier, but if if we don't win with this, like it's time, right, time to get start him, over. Get him out of here. Well, we were just talking about Kenny last stream, bro. We were just talking about Kenny last stream. The problem with Kenny <clears throat> marketing himself as like the development coach is that he's just going to get fired every four years. That's like he's just never going to find a. a once, <laughs> once they get well, good, well, you're well, out. He did with the, um, <laughs> did with the <laughs> Warriors young boys. He did yeah. with the Warriors young. He, he developed the right over there, and then what was the other team he went to? Um, Saints. I remember we were talking Knicks. about. Warriors, he was a, uh, the Clippers. the Clippers. He was a Knicks guy for years there. too. Yeah, yeah, he was doing doing work. And look at the Warriors, young guys now. They're they're playing. They're balling. So Kenny's I like just, the the CEO who specializes in corporate restructuring, which just means like firing a whole bunch of people. Like they bring <laughs> Kenny in to fire a whole bunch of people as CEO, and then they fire him to bring in like the CEO to like be the phoenix rising from the ashes type of business guy. <laughs> so Kenny, know, um, like, develop our young guys, and then you're done. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, get, I, out I, young guys, get out of here. Get out of here. Brett Brown, I mean, same thing. Yeah. You know? To end the Nash talk, I think it, you're always going to have that mix. And I, I think that's a good point, like, Mike, that you say, where it's like you do look at from the managing aspect, and it's like you're right. Like, despite all the, the narratives that certain people put out there about our locker room, about Kyrie, about things – it has been very silent and quiet, almost quiet too much where we're like, we wish we got more information or heard something. So you're very right there. And there's always going to be that side that looks at trying to balance these rotations, trying to get, I, I would just like, and, and granted we haven't been able to have that since we've acquired the big three completely, where it's just like at some point, whether it's at some point this year or the beginning of next year, I hate saying that, that there is that level of consistency where you know what your lineup is and we don't deviate sure. from it too much and you know unless there's injuries or what have you but cuz i do think that sometimes is part of our problem is that we are changing things so much for whatever reason that it causes us but speaking like i don't know if you aj if you think this is good seeing kyrie tonight right and seeing what he he brings and then now knowing okay, great, we got Kyrie back today and it was awesome, but now we're going to miss him for two home games and then not till 
there's a lot of talk there. Like, I'm just a little nervous about him continuing. Well, no, I shouldn't say I'm nervous because he did show you tonight that he can come in after a long time and still give you a quality yeah. game. But, I mean, how yeah, are you guys seeing this going forward? Like, my, my issue is that it's just, like, not fully resolved. Like, we just kind of, like, kick the can down the road on the Kyrie situation by letting him play these away games. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, ultimately, if you think – we can still win a championship with him just playing, you know, less than half of potentially the playoff games. If that's where your if that's where our heads are at, then like I then it makes total sense and is fine, I guess, to to do it this way. But um, if that's not the case, uh, if that's not the case, like I don't like we're still not at a at a point of resolution here because um, yeah. So I guess I put it to you guys: like, do we think that like Kyrie playing just half playoff games makes us? still championship contenders are we worried about that i mean like that's where we're at today like using that as a rubric not sort of like hypothesizing where we could be um like do we feel good about I'm that situation we need him i'm convinced i mean i think we need him but like do we need him like to win the whole thing you need him it's full tough, every it's, game we need yeah. full. We need i i think we, if we don't have Kyrie full time where it's gonna be very tough to win at all i'm gonna be real, games. yeah go ahead sorry no, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I know in the 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 regular season, I guess it really ultimately doesn't matter because I do think we do make it into the playoffs. And I guess it just depends on what kind of layout the playoffs look for us against who, where that becomes probably an issue of like the no, if Kyrie still is just away by then, where it just, it does... It does frustrate me. It makes me a little nervous. Like I, I used to be in the beginning of the season thinking we could totally win this without Kyrie. Um, and then as time has gone on, I've been convinced where I, we really need Kyrie to win this whole thing. We do. And yeah. I just I'm not convinced yet about this halftime Kyrie. Once we get past the second round, I feel like that's when things get murky in the playoffs. Like first round, we don't really need Kyrie full time. But once we get to the big the Big bad teams. Yeah, that's when we're gonna need uh, Kyrie. It's it's an interesting position to be in too because we're gonna have for the first time like a pretty interesting data set of just play like a home and away thing of one individual player. Like, what's our offensive rating when he plays? What's our defensive rating? Like, people will be able to scrutinize his like on court. You, you know it, what he does, how it how it affects the team in a way that like not many like and predict for it in a way that not many. That's never really happened. It's just a really weird spot to be in. And again, this kind of goes back to Nash. Like I kind of like Nash as a person to manage that other version of this crisis uh, more than most people. But I agree with you guys. Like I, I think we need him full time. But like, so and then and now what? And then like, so like, like, what are you gonna do now? Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't know, Mike. What do you think? Well, I see that I'm I'm on Twitter. Okay, good. Kyrie was asked about getting vaccinated. And I'm reading from I knew someone was going to ask this question. Uh-oh. I knew someone was going to ask this question. Yes, says, please, breaking news. <laughs> I'm just taking it one day at a time. And then Christian says, that, that via Kyrie, says, Kyrie said, this is not an ideal situation and hopes for, quote, some collective agreement with the league, uh, which is like still like, I don't want to get into local ordinances, one of my favorite things, but it's not really the league's. Again, it's not the league's doing. Um, but the local ordinance, like, it's so hard because you know we talk about day to day like he should want to get vaccinated for his own health and all that stuff uh but if if he is holding out like if he if he wants johnson and johnson he only has to take one or if he wants the other ones he has to take two and you need to get both before you're considered fully vaccinated you know if it's pfizer moderna yeah, I mean, like change that now, he can't he they? can't make a rash just like 
basically he has to either take the Johnson and Johnson and then he's I guess he's vaccinated. It's, it's so confusing. But so it's much like, different things. It, yeah. It's like it is tough. It is yeah. it, it is very tough to be this excited because like if you read the quotes from Durant and Harden, both of them were over the moon post game talking to reporters about Kyrie and about the fact that of like how like how great it was to play with Kyrie Irving, how dynamic he is as a player. Like I think Durant literally said he's like basically like he was like he's an, he's an artist out there or stuff like that. Like they love playing with him, and it's it's now going to feel weird that he's just like then he's going to go not play when they're at home against the team that took him out of the playoffs. I you know they're playing the Bucks on Friday. Giannis hurt Kyrie. <clears throat> and the, the Bucks knocked. The Nets out of the playoffs. Harden played in that series basically on one leg. That's how badly he wanted to beat the Bucks. And they're going to play on Friday, having had this experience with Kyrie again. Yeah. Um, it's it's a mind trip for them too. Where where I wonder for them, I'm talking about Harden and KD. I wonder if they're going to have an increased sense of urgency with Kyrie now, because he's there playing with them sometimes, and they could be, they can say to him. You like obviously make your decision, but like this we is how you. we feel because we love playing with you. I want to ask you guys since you guys have the plugs and the connects, you know, make sure oh, yeah. while I say this, make sure you guys subscribe to the Glue Guys on YouTube and on Twitter, BK oh. Glue Guys. Um, make sure you guys subscribe and to don't them. Don't forget oh, yeah. there if you podcast because I listen to their podcast. Oh, I drive an hour too. to work, and they are like that. They're one of my saving graces. Hey. On my, on yeah, my, you guys are great. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I want to ask you guys because we last time we talked about Kyrie on our stream, um, we were talking about this this exemption thing that was going on about uh, on the ninety day exemption. Basically, a doctor, a uh, New York City doctor, this is what I'm referring to what Jay was telling me. A New York City doctor came out and said that if you are COVID positive, you can get a ninety day exemption. Um, I guess you can get a ninety day exemption from getting, I guess it would allow Kyrie to play for those 90 days. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's, I guess I'm not confirming that thing. M- Mike, this is, this is, this is Mike's territory. He knows hey, all the, the municipality. The the was, <laughs> so if you can ask <laughs> somebody around. Eric, this, we, know, did, we did, we did actually, this is a, this is a good tidbit. We actually okay. forgot to respond to Eric Adams <laughs> who wanted to come <laughs> onto the show, like right before COVID started in March of 2020. This was like, I don't even know if he was technically it, running for, for for mayor yet, <laughs> oh um, but God, he wanted crazy. like because he he wanted to go on. I, it, this was like pre-running to be like get he, his name out there. He, he was a Charlie nobody at this point. I mean, we have to we have to put it into context. He was. And, you guys had Eric Adams on. Dude, you could have had it all. We could we could still we could still. We could still there, <laughs> yeah, now we have Wait, to send that. Why did it fall apart? Why he didn't come? On? Like he just like. Oh, we we didn't know. We didn't want to talk to the Brooklyn borough president. About oh. like we just like what are we gonna talk to him about? Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he wasn't a guy. Yet. I, like we yeah. look for any reason not to do an interview. Yeah, if it's oh like Bruce God. Brown. That's yeah. basically the only person we want to talk to. <laughs> um, so it was like we 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 said to him. You know? He wouldn't have yeah. given us the goods. Yeah, yeah. We, no, but, we, yeah. but but Mike would have had his number and he would have been able to like text him later. Yeah, text him like you up. The exemption. <laughs> you up. Exemption for Kyrie. <laughs> okay. I am looking at this guidance on accommodations for workers. This was issued yeah. on December twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. Okay. I do see that there's uh, a temporary medical exemption could be granted um, if, if COVID. workers mm. has presented medical documentation showing that they have. They are within 90 days of 
you know, antibody or whatever treatment uh, of COVID. Um, the thing is, this has to do with like New York City workers. Yeah. So mm. I guess technically, like, what could happen is Kyrie Irving could sue the city of New York to then oh, wow. be qualified under that exemption. And a court could say, well, New York City, <laughs> this is crazy, but New York <laughs> City, you give this exemption for one class of worker, but not another, you know. Yeah what's the what's the difference um but i'm saying this because it could this could be a big thing like it could like be a big 90, thing carry it home days? for 90 days Shoot. what's 90 days but it's how far off is, run. That, is that the playoff that might run? be a playoff that might well, be a playoff I mean, three months right, right? Three now, months. if he does now it's like right up into the playoffs now right? i'm on my google calendar that's right. what we're digging <laughs> into. i hope he's got well, a I good lawyer like right up into it but i mean I hope it's After not as. <laughs> I hope he didn't hire his aunt to be his lawyer though. If we're doing, if we're going this right, he's got he's got to get a real lawyer. <laughs> we get a lawyer up properly. Yo, his yeah. aunt be coming out with the <laughs> yeah. statements, y'all. Yeah. Shout out to Kyrie's aunt, yo. She's coming out Big with the statements. Out. Yeah, yeah. She's in the comments yeah. right now. Yo, if you're if you're joining us right now, we just beat the Pacers. Kyrie Irving returned. We got the glue guys here. Make sure you subscribe to the glue guys. Uh, let me read some comments. Let me know what you guys thinking in the chat. Um, Oh, yeah, we did a poll. Thank you. Somebody said who gets the game ball tonight. We did a poll tonight. Who gets the game ball tonight? I'll uh, read the votes. 228 people voted. 30. Oh, wow. It was Bembry was leading, but now it's Kyrie Irving with wow. 37%. Bembry is second with 30. Okay, it's going like Kyrie and Bembry. Bembry right and like, Kyrie. That's hilarious. This it's is, like battling between Kyrie and That's Bembry. how you know you got you got the real ones in your audience. That's how you know. Yeah. If, if Some people just go like Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. But people, yeah. if you watch the game, you would know DeAndre Bembry was should be a high high ranking for this game ball tonight but who's y'all game ball tonight it's going crazy um i mean give yeah. give me a curveball yeah give me a curveball mike Katie? Yeah. <laughs> dave vanderpool yeah. oh i forgot to put him on the list <laughs> what about you wait what you what did you guys give it out as um my well my game ball i didn't even give a game ball i just asked the chat who their game ball is but i would kind of cut the ball in half and give it to bemry and Kyrie. you have just they're just like light lighting the guys up in the fourth because at bemry's energy single-handedly just lit the fire under the whole team and Kyrie like coming in with those timely shots at the end just being you know that clutch guy at the end and you could just instantly see it change the energy on the bench it changed everybody else that was in there Clax finally came back alive, like KD's KD, but like even Harden stepped it up a little bit more. Like it, it just, the two of them together, you know, I could see the obvious, hey, welcome back, Kyrie, here's the game ball. But like that was about to be a very ugly loss Yeah. if it, if it weren't for Beverly's energy. energy. Like, yeah, his defense. Yeah, me too. I think I have to give it Cole because I get both guys. We needed to this to win the. We needed Bembry's energy and defense to win the game, and we needed Kyrie's like timely scoring in the fourth to win the game. Because I feel like Harden was kind of just there, but he wasn't, you know, giving us enough scoring. So Kyrie. Half of it goes to Kyrie, half goes to Bembry in mind. I'm not doing any Kyrie. half balls. We're going all the way Kyrie for the memes. Okay. All ball or no ball. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Carter for not stepping on the floor. There you go. <laughs> is this is this a – I have to assume this is a, an anti-Javon Carter space. I have oh. – uh, yeah. No, okay. yeah. of course. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Good taste. Yeah, yeah. Good taste. Proper. Aren't you guys glad that Javon's on the – like, you need a guy on the team that you – you know, that you dislike. I don't want to use those terms but that you can you know kind of be like angry at 
He's taking TLC spot. He took TLC spot. Yeah, so it's, it there's got to be a cow every season. I mean, that's the, there's got to be somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are oh, people are angry. Say somebody said Katie scored thirty nine. Stop the cap. Oh, here we I go. I mean, it's, go. listen, Katie Thank did you. have a good game. It just he had was, a great game. It was but it was just average. during a time when it was really ugly out there, and that's the tough part. So I I kind of always say a quiet thirty nine, if that makes sense. Where he had a great game, but everybody else around him was not having a great game until until later. Yeah. And then it just it helped. I like that third quarter. We were down we were down seventeen in that third quarter. Um in the three minute mark, Steve Nash calls timeout, puts Kyrie back in, and then we go on a run from that. You know, we go on a run from that. And then Bembry's defense just boosted that. So I feel like that momentum just had changed the game. Even though Katie was scoring Katie had been scoring since the first quarter. He was going off, but that momentum just swung. And you could just tell that the offense is like so I mean, people I don't know where people are with like underrating or overrating Kyrie, but like our offense like being so good last year, I think is really you can attribute it to Kyrie on some level. Like it's just a perfect fit for what we do. And the way that I've sort of seen like our offense this season, it's been kind of like truncated between two things, which is like either Harden kind of leading an offense of like a kind of a crusty Nick Claxton pick and roll or pick pick and pop with with Aldridge or like Patty Mills coming off of like 500 screens to end up somewhere uh, or just like, okay, that play's kind of broken down. Now let's get KD his shot. And like that plus another version of it with Kyrie is like that amount of spacing. Uh, and then also Kyrie being like a radically different kind of, but like super effective offensive threat is, uh, it just feels so much more like we just have like it feels like we have our arsenal back like full like our megatron is like yeah. actually built yeah. and working again you know in a way that like even when it was like in the first quarter we kind of looked crusty and it wasn't really working just the optics of it looked right you know like the end of the game yeah we kind of fell into like just playmaking shot making whatever stuff but like even when it wasn't working it was like this is kind of how it should be you know yeah and we're still missing the 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 last piece of that space there, right but right yeah. That's crazy. Hey, um, I'm gonna bring up uh, one of our other one of our other hosts. Yeah, we wanted to give you guys the time to like just having you guys on, and definitely just so we're all not talking over one another because oh, yeah. it can get a little crazy in here. But we're gonna move on to like the next segment where we're gonna pretty much unleash the chat on you. Um, Love it. We're gonna yeah, ask, ask like, out questions right now. Just put add glue, add glue guys in the chat. Put add glue guys in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, ask the questions so for the glue guys. It can get, get a little guys, spicy in here, but yeah, sorry, connected, bro. Oh, we got the, so, the athletic yeah. in the building. Shout out the athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, you know, Shout out the athletic. athletic self, uh, subscription to mm-hmm. <laughs> the athletic.com slash cool guys. 